Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Distrial Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Yo! Yo, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the Piff Connor himself, Zelius. How good is it to be here, sir? Because it is Thursday, and it is beautiful. It is indeed Thursday, and I have to say that I, <laughs> I have lost track of days this week. Um, I know that I kind of hinted at this, uh, I guess maybe last show or the previous show, I was having some dental issues. Uh, those dental issues definitely came up and decided to try to kick me in the gonads as hard as they could. Um, starting basically after last week's show up until Tuesday when I had an emergency additional root canal, which thanks dental insurance for saying that two root canals in a year is a no-no. So I had to pay full price for that second root canal. Damn. Yeah, that was when I moved back to town. My dentist was like, yo, dog, you need a um, root canal. Basically the same thing to replace the old one I had, like the crown or cap, whatever it is. Yep, yep. I go to file with insurance and insurance like, oh, you didn't really need that replaced. I was like. <laughs> I kind of do, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, like, sometimes I'm like, why do we even get dental insurance? Because it doesn't seem to cover most of the shit you get anyways. I'm so confused. It's just as long as you are good little boy or girl and you brush your teeth and you don't have any cavities, the dental insurance is great because it, it helps with the the uh, the cleanings you need to do. But I God guess. forbid anything ever be wrong with your mouth. Anyway, What if I just got my mouth detached? I, I don't think that that... I think that would be surgery. If your mouth is actually detached, I, don't, I think we've left dental behind. What you're saying is I should get dentures and just get everything removed. Sure. Why not? There you no, go. I'm, see? I'm, yeah, whatever. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. This is a live show where, where we try our best to cover the topics that are most important to you during the show. If you haven't yet submitted a topic or perhaps you've got a question that comes up in the middle of the show, have no fear. All you got to do is drop it into the chat or comments, depending on if you're on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter twitch and we'll try our best to cover them um during the show if we unfortunately do run out of time we will add it to to the beginning of the next show so without further ado let's go just crazy okay and the crazy show sir sure why not uh the first thing this is just kind of like an update uh sonic the hedgehog 3 is slated to be out by um Holiday season 2024. Now, of course, uh, as of right now, the voice actors behind Tails, Sonic, and Knuckles are all going to be back. And, of course, without any real reveal about the plot, the one thing that I can almost 100% tell you is that it will contain those three characters, Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails. It will have Dr. Robotnik, and it will contain uh, Shadow. The Hedgehog. Other than that, there's no, uh, there's, you know, we're way too early into, um, I guess, you know, we still two years out, so they got plenty of time to come up with the, uh, the story and make it awesome. And then, oh, awesome, sir. And then, of course, I will buy it for my kids as soon as it becomes available on a streaming service, and then we will watch it 
uh, on repeat for like the first month. <laughs> you know, so what you're saying is you get to know it very well. Oh, yes. Oh, God, yes. Yes. Very, 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 very well. Very well. Yes. Is that a good thing? Only time will tell. It's can, the the first one was really it? good. The second one was pretty good. But I have to say that having to watch it like five times in a row may be a little too much. Or perhaps in my advanced age, I can no longer watch the same movie 21 times in a row. I could never personally do that. That was like never something I was able to do. I've never been like a constant TV watcher, like watching the same show over and over and over. You mean, um, okay. So when you say show, do you mean show or episode? Cause either. We, we talk it like you, you were never a binge watcher. Not a, okay. When I say the same show, I would say like, you know, people seeing like, um, friends 20 times the same episode. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 which is different than binge watching a show. So, if you watch Friends once all the way through and you binge watch it, that I totally get. But the people who watch like the same series over and over and over, that I've never been able to do. I <laughs> Sam says, "I Sam Grizzle says I can rewatch Sanford and Sons for years." Well, there you go. Yes, but are we talking the entire run of Sanford and Sons, or are we talking in a specific episode? Because I will, I will admit that there, there are a couple. I don't know if I would do with TV shows. I think with movies, I might, you know, I might be able to convince myself to watch maybe two or three times in a row. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but no, I, I don't I just, know if that like a 21-minute or 45-minute or episode on repeat. I mean, it it would have ha- it would have to be spectacular, like mind-blowingly amazing. I, I just can't get over it. I don't think there's any episodes out there like that. No, but I think it's also different, though, because like I'm maybe not trying to keep somebody entertained. And so, like, when you think about it, it's just me, myself, and I who is choosing what to watch. You know what I mean? Right. And I definitely think that creates a different situation as far as my life choices go, as far as what I watch. True. Because I'm not concerned necessarily with keeping anyone entertained. Well, I mean, I mean except, except for yourself, of course. No, I mean, uh, uh, case in point, uh, two movies that I definitely can't watch with the kids. I got to watch uh, Friday night. And that, of course, was the Thirteenth Warrior with Antonio Banderas, ah, yes. phenomenal movie. And then I watched, um, as, as the nightcap, I watched uh, Shaun of the Dead. Nice. Those are some, were those two get you nice and zoned out to do what you wanted. Um, it was just I I was in so much pain <laughs> that I just want to watch something that I knew I was going to enjoy. And to be totally honest with you. 13th warrior i was locked in the entire time shot of the yeah. dead i started it started to wane near the end just because i was getting really tired i knew i had a long car ride ahead of me so i kind i couldn't focus but 13th warrior man i was locked in okay it's been probably too long since i've seen um 13th, 13th warrior so good i i bought i i, I bought it outright on uh for uh, amazon prime stream I did finally watch um, 
Uncharted because it's on Netflix. And I was very surprised. So I'm like, oh, hey, that's Antonio Banderas. I I have gotten so close uh, to watching that, but I still can't do it. It's it's good. I mean, it's basically it's like national treasure that takes itself just a hair more seriously. No, I I, I mean I I know I know the I mean I I've I own Uncharted one two and three. That makes sense. So you know what's going on, yeah. Yeah, but it's just for me, I don't know. Uh, he's Spider Man to me. It's kind of weird, you know. And, and it just. He- I would say he was actually a better actor in Uncharted than Spider-Man. See, here it doesn't mean the movie was better necessarily, but as far as actual acting goes, I thought the overall acting, I would say in Uncharted was actually pretty good. I'll, well, I guess I'll have to give it a shot then. Yeah, it doesn't mean that the script was good. I will leave that up to you to decide. But I think the individual acting, because I think it was, it was so much like National Treasure. I really felt like. Well, you know that Disney Plus, they're starting a natural treasure uh, TV show. I really hope that, like, somewhere along the line, Nicolas Cage makes a cameo. Uh, that would be awesome. I know they got um, his assistant as one of the mainstays. Oh, that's good. And it's been, like one of those things. Like, okay, let's say Nicolas Cage makes a cameo. Do you want yep. it to be something where it's like they recognize him, like, dude, you're some natural treasure? Or is it just like a casual conversation? We're like he's just like a random person who just has no. You, you, I mean, it's the same universe. You can't forget about Ben Gates, which of course is Nicolas Cage's character's. Well, I guess name. especially if you have his assistant, then it really yeah. does kind of solidify. Okay, I can. Yeah, see Riley's there. I mean, that makes sense. yeah, Riley's there, but who the hell is Ben Gates? I don't know. No, okay. that would not work for me. Okay. I don't think That's, that would that, work. I, I I accept this premise. Then I think we're onto something. Uh, did you see though Disney Plus is raising its rights by quite a bit? Yes, and that was actually the next topic. Uh, oh. So, so starting December the eighth, uh, Disney Plus with ads. There's going to be two tiers. It's going to be with ads and without t- without ads tier. The with ads tier is going to be seven ninety nine a month. Without ads, it's going to be ten ninety nine a month. Now let's get a little bit crazier because Disney owns a shit ton of stuff. Okay. So, starting October 10th, Hulu is price structure is changing. Hulu Basic, which is Hulu with ads, is going from 6.99 to 7.99. Mm-hmm. However, if you want the Hulu, the ad-free Hulu, that's 12.99, it's going up to 14.99. Now, let us go, let's then add in because everything is owned by Disney, let's add an ESPN Plus. Oh. So, we have the Disney Plus Bundle, the basic Disney Plus bundle that comes with Hulu with ads, Disney without ads, and ESPN Plus. And that's going from, and this is a freaking really sweet deal, by the way, uh, for the, the, because basically for the same price, the Hulu ad free, you could, which is 12, it was going for $12.99 to $14.99. The Disney Plus with Hulu's with ads, a little confusing, uh, is going for $12.99 to $14.99. Now, if you want the Disney Plus Premium Bundle, which is Hulu without ads, Disney without ads, and ESPN Plus, that's going to be 20 bucks. So I don't know about you, but I'm willing to pay the few extra bucks to go without ads. Oh, definitely. Like, I, I'm like, you know what? It's worth it to me. It's for that time. 
yeah, I am willing to do it. Well, here's here's the thing. This is the thing that really bugs me is that uh, a lot of these streaming services, when when you're doing watching on demand stuff, yeah, uh, they arbitrarily do the cuts there yes. because different shows have different cuts. Okay, uh, one of I okay, I will be I'm going to be completely transparent. One of my biggest guilty pleasures is any home improvement show featuring the gentleman by the name of Mike Holmes. Okay. He's from Canada. He's amazing. He's, he's the kind of guy who comes in and tries to help, uh, all the TV shows are, uh, doing it right and helping out families who basically got screwed over by a contractor in the past. But, Oh my God, I've got Hulu right now. I've got, I've got the Hulu ESPN, uh, Disney bundle. So I'll be going up to that 20 buck a month. Uh, in October. Um, but, um, but holy crap, does, does Hulu do a terrible job with the cuts? Okay. So what will happen is you'll, you'll see the, the segment and then it'll be like, you know, the commercial cut and then it'll come back for a second and then the actual ads will go. So you, every single fucking time it's like, you know, there, here, here comes the cliffhanger and then we're back and then oh ad it drives me nuts absolutely drive me nuts but if uh, they were to like i never if you've ever watched like i think it's called freebie now on the amazon prime mm -hmm. where like some movies i've watched like they'll go to the commercial and it's like oh no commercial in the queue you go straight to the movie yes and then sometimes it's like every eight minutes there's a commercial it's like so random I also, I also find it very interesting, the arbitrary uh, amount of time that they put the commercials on sometimes. It's just, sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, it's a 30-second ad. And yeah. other times, it's 160 seconds. You're like, huh? It, yep. Damn you! Very much so, very much so. But speaking of uh, Disney, um, Disney is getting, in, in certain circles, they're getting lots and lots of... Uh, love by the simple fact that they keep things going when it comes to the MCU with keep on pumping out stuff as as for the w, uh, WB Warner Brothers uh they've been promising to really launch the DC universe since uh well they've been promising that they're going to compete with the MCU for 5 years now and uh, tell me how that's going well of course now you have the cancellation of Batgirl the movie, yep. but somehow Mr. Frickin' Ezra Miller, who's apparently implicated with the disappearance of a mother and her kids, is still like the star of the Flash movie. Mm -hmm. Yep, of course. Yeah, it's like, ah, uh, yeah. Here, um, oh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Where is my phone? I want to pull up what um, we we made mention about the the Batgirl movie last during last week's show, and I want to uh, tell you, or I want to read exactly what Kevin Smith had to say about um, about that cancellation. Because I, I think it's, I mean, this is very Kevin Smith, and, and I totally agree. Uh, he basically said, it's an, incredible, it's an incredibly bad look to cancel the Latina Batman movie, a Batgirl movie. I don't give a shit if the movie was absolute fucking dog shit. I guarantee you that it wasn't. 
The two directors who directed that movie did a couple of episodes of Miss Marvel, and it was a wonderful fucking show. And they had more money to do Batgirl than they had to do an episode of Miss Marvel and stuff. Hmm. Here, here's, and of course, you know, uh, the memes, uh, the, the, my favorite meme about this whole Batgirl situation is, um, is, a, a supposed, um, chat log between Deadpool and Batgirl. He goes, you know, in my movie, uh, we were in the same boat. It wasn't going to be made that someone accidentally showed it. I mean, whoops. You know what I mean? Accidentally. Like, oops a daisy And, like, the Batgirl's like, I get it. Look, I, I mean, well, here, here's an interesting question. Are we, are, are, can, can we approach, you know, releases that way where, if if studios try to put their foots down, that you know you, that there's it's worth taking the risk of leaking, on in our wonderful internet society. Uh, that's actually a solid question, and I think it depends because like Ryan Reynolds also gives off very much the I don't give a fuck attitude, but like both in the movies and that's probably him in real life. So I think for him, he was probably in a position where he could do that and just be like. Meh, whatever happens, happens. Yep. Um, I don't think all, I don't think a lot of media people are in that position where they can take that chance. Right. Because if you do that, and you know, the great big Disney was like, oh, no, you didn't. Well, th- technically, it wasn't Disney. What's that? At that time, it wasn't Disney. True. You're right. That's true, Dot. Um, so I think that makes a big difference as far as, you know, how would you basically become blackballed and you know what happens to if it does not work out well you know you right. got ryan reynolds who's like you know what i've already been green lantern can't get any worse than that <laughs> it's like i've already hit bottom guys so <laughs> fuck it <laughs> whoops yeah let me show you some of the awesomeness that they think is not awesome and next thing you know they're they're making a third so what well, helps that like the leak actually was in character of deadpool Yes, yes. And that would be kind of, I mean, unless Bruce Wayne were to be like, I, I don't know how you would, I don't I don't know who the bad guy was at Batgirl. Like I said, I didn't really know much about the movie, but like, unless like somebody in character of the main bad dude were to accidentally, you know, let it go. The other thing is that I found out was that Michael Keaton was reprising his role as Batman or as Bruce Wayne. I saw that, yeah. What the? That immediately should have at least. It doesn't matter if it's garbage. It should have at least gotten some. Here's here's the thing that that bothered me about uh, about this can, this you know canning by itself. And then you know I guess we are in a digital world now. I mean we we stream everything, and they even had a fucking streaming deal with HBO Max. So you you got to tell me that they. WB, I mean, even if the movie's garbage, there's going to be... Here's the thing. There are absolute garbage movies out there, but people watch the shit out of some garbage movies because that's just the type of person they are. So, I mean, I'm a, 
if you sign a contract for a streaming deal with HBO Max, I'm assuming that you had to take a a, a financial monetary uh, uh, you know loss. If it's really if it really sucks, then don't put it in theaters. Just put it on streaming. Because yeah. theaters, I mean, that's you got all that like you got to put the 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 movie posters up. You got you know all the the um the tchotchkes that you got to give out to the premiere opening and blah blah blah. Just put it on fucking streaming. I, I still have not been to a theater since COVID. I went once. I've been to a theater once. Why did I go to the theater? I don't remember. My problem is I become a crotchety old man and like the slightest distraction at theater makes me want to go like ape shit. Well, the beautiful thing is um um though I think the one time I went with the wife, it was literally us and like four other people who are on the other side of the theater because we we only we only go to theaters with like assigned seating now. Oh, I did that well before, and yeah, it's the assigned seating with the stadium seating. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, I wonder how the Scoob petition's going. Let's check it out. The one that you signed, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, here we go. Let's see here. Um, there are 2000 signatures. Uh, I guess so. Let's see here. I'm trying to remember how many were, I think there's been like 1200 signatures in the past, uh, uh, week, which ain't all that good. Now you would hope for it to be much, much, much higher, but oh well. But still, I mean, god damn it! It's 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 a finished product, okay? It, or if it's it's basically done, so just put it on streaming service. I'm sorry. Okay, speaking of streaming services, there has been some crazy ass shit going down on a certain very popular, brand new, uh, TV show, streaming show, whatever. A Netflix exclusive, i.e. Sandman. Ah. The the amount of like I first of all, after after following the stories about what's going on, I love Neil Gaiman even more. As he will go after trolls. I have no idea what's been going on with Sandman uh, because the, the, I've not seen the, it, so there, I'm trying to avoid spoilers. It's, no, no, no. The problem is uh, there's been a lot of people going, you know, the woke culture. Uh, Lucifer is a woman. Uh, instead of doing John Constantine, they're doing Joanna Constantine. Um, there's, there. I mean, you realize those were made up characters too, right? Yes. The, the thing is like, Look, I've my wife and I have watched uh, I think the first three episodes, and I will tell you this: I have read basically every single graphic novel of Sandman, okay, and the 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 adaptation that they've done for Netflix phenomenal. I am so glad they, as much as it would have been interesting to see Joseph Gordon Levitt. As uh, Morpheus, 
mm-hmm. the main character in Sandman in a Sandman movie. I am so glad that they decided not to do that. That Neil Gaiman put his foot down on that, and that it became a TV show, and that Netflix was able to do it. So far, three episodes in, phenomenal. Of course, there's already been uh, a second season. Um, uh, it's already gotten the stamp of approval. I. This is kind. Of, this is it's it's kind of like in the same vein as those people, uh, those fans out there who were going after um, Scarlett Johansson uh, in uh, Ghost of the Shell. Okay, and Ghost of the Shell, the major is an android. The major, yes, the major looks like that. The whatever she looks like in the the anime through the entire thing, because she's in the same fucking body, but she's not, but it's a cybernetic body. So to say that Scarlett Johansson couldn't be the major is bullshit. Same thing to say that the characters, even if the, the genders are, have changed though, to be honest with you, angels and demons, gender with those uh, you know i think they that history kind of just appoints a gender to it i don't think there's really a gender i mean angels especially speaking of uh, uh kevin smith if you've watched dogma you will see that angels don't have any reproductive parts so therefore they could be anything they want to so well, the problem too is when you get a something like that where the idea of whether or not the producers are being sexist or whatever it is. And I would agree that they're not being in making basically the raising a ruckus over that being a social issue. It takes away from actual legitimate social issues that we know exist. And it's like kind of in, you get people crying, you know, sexism or whatever it is over cases like this wokeness yes wokeness where we want to i hate when people say the word woke i actually believe me it it it, it grades at me too um okay so but for the sake of argument i'll use it when people create like being woke about that then basically people i think we know on which political spectrum then use that as a counterpoint of well look at this lame reason for all the reasons we're saying of them being woke, ergo, there's no issue of sexism in all in entertainment is basically what it boils down to. So it's like people who don't see any issues at all of sexism take those examples of wokeness and then basically try to break down that into meaning there are no issues because they're so far-fetched. Here, here's, here's the funny thing. Uh, a lot of people have thought, uh, for, for a Sandman, um, um, as an example, a lot of uh, the re- a lot of people have been really harsh on the fact that Lucifer was cast uh, was cast to a female, uh, Gwendolyn Christie, which, by the way, a phenomenal uh, actress. Uh, you may know her from Game of Thrones, um, and the the thing is, if you actually read the Sandman graphic novels, Lucifer is kind of like a an androgynous David Bowie esque character. That's so. I mean, I just don't understand why people have a fucking issue with that. Well, especially when you have like the author himself, Neil Gaiman, being involved with the show running 
obviously he has a stamp of approval on there as far as that goes when it's his own creative work to start with. Right. And, and it is refreshing that the, that he's actually been front and center about it. And, and I have to say, it's also refreshing that he's actually gone to bat for the actors and actresses when people have gone, that, that person should have been casted as this. Look, if, if, I mean, you know, case of point, Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury, until the Avenger movies or before the MCU, Nick Fury was an angry white dude. Okay. Samuel L. Jackson has redefined Nick Fury. And so for the past however many years, Nick Fury has been an angry black man. I don't see anyone bitching and moaning at this point because it works. And this works as well. So you're saying I I can be the Nick Fury of all confusion and start being angry and ornery? No. And wear an eye patch? No. No. Do you know why he wears the eye patch? They revealed it, wasn't it? And yeah, didn't they talk Captain about Marvel. it in um, Captain Marvel? Yeah, Captain Marvel. I don't remember, but I remember it was in the movie. I'm surprised you don't wear an eye patch because the reveal has. Oh, it was from the cat. Yep. Yeah. The uh, what they call the cat? What the what was the monster name? Oh, what was the name? Oh, it was something. It was some cutesy name. Yeah. I've actually got the uh, the Funko Pop somewhere that has uh, Nick Fury with the cat. So it's totally random. It yep. Makes you think of the video game Stray. Do you ever watch um, um, Honest Trailers? Yes. So Honest Trailers just came out with one. I think it was like today or yesterday for Stray. Mm-hmm. It's great. Chewy. I mean, all of them are. But I'm like, it's so spot. It's like, uh huh, yep, uh huh, yep. That's about right. The the name of the cat is Chewy, and it's a Flurkin cat. Hmm. The flurkin. Yes. They should have at least made like a cameo, like at the end of Endgame or something. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Nick Fury had enough of that cat. Okay, that's that's fair, probably. That's the one thing Nick Fury fears. So, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pause for just a second to um, uh, Friends of the Show, and then we're going to get back to two stories revolving around two of the... Uh, the mega giants in the gaming industry. So, uh, let giants. us let us talk about friends of the show. Ah, if I can hit the right button, I have faith in your ability to hit buttons. Thank you, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let us start off with the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R.com. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the next friend of the show that we got to talk about is Noodleboy Media. 
Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Wet Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash Media. And oh, by the way, he is starting to get more and more books, so he, acci- he unfortunately had to cut two of his usual anime conventions out of his rotation going forward so what? i apologize if those were uh conventions you went you go to but he's still doing awa of course he's still doing momocon so hooray for that all right ladies and gentlemen the next shout out we got to give is to hero chiropractic here, chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Here, chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to Hero Chiropractic, that's one word, dot com. The next shout out we, of course, got to do is for the maestro behind our intro and outro, and that, of course, is Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Alter Confusion. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. And the final shout out we got to give to is Agile Axiom. By day, Ax leads both a development team and a system administration team working with satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the Agile Evangelist Agile X, championing the philosophy of Agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading Agile teams of are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For more information, go to Agile Axiom, that's A-G-I-L-E-A-X-I-O-M dot com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, since we gave the uh, friends of the show shout-out, we, of course, need to do some shout-outs for Alter Confusion as well. And the first one, which, of course, is the most important, the most dear to our hearts, is the fact that... For the 11th year straight, Ultra Fusion will be proudly fundraising for Extra Life. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, game, to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So, if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Alter Confusion. And I know that there's many questions burning in your ears about how do I become a friend of the show? Well, ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion. <laughs> 
survives on the love and support of fans like you. So we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, interdimensional beings, gods, demons, aliens, supporters, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability to we need to build an even stronger creative career. Currently, there are two tiers. There is the $1 a month tier or $12 a year tier, and that will get you early access to all of our playthroughs, as well as the ability to partake in patron-only posts to help shape the future of Altered Fusion. Now, if you want to get a little bit spicier, there's the $5 a month or $60 a year tier. Not only do you get everything at the $1 tier, but you also gain your name or organization added to every single friend of the show section of the Thursday night hangout. So if you want to become a patron of Altered Confusion, go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Altered Confusion. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to say that if perhaps financial support is not something that you would like to do for Alter Confusion, perhaps you're a little unsure. However, you want to give something to Alter Confusion to perhaps show off during a show. That is why we have a P.O. Box. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to mail something to us to, for us to show off on the show, all you got to do is send it to 1551 Dunwoody. That's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Village Parkway. The very next piece is very, very important. It's number 88276. Once again, number 88276. That is the P.O. Box number. You do not put that there. We do not get it. The city, again, is Dunwoody, D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, state is Georgia, and the zip code is 30338. I'm confused. Just how important is this P.O. exactly? Super duper 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 important. Super important. To show you how important it is, let me show you what does what did arrive in the PO box. One second. I'm really interested. I didn't know something actually came in the PO box. Da da da. I can already I can already tell you what it is. I mean, I, I'm almost 100 percent sure. It's the kind of box you get a Funko Pop in. It's a Funko Pop. Imagine that, sir. Somebody's feeding my Funko addiction. Pop. Somebody's feeding my addiction. Just wait. You you have an addiction? Slight addiction. If I could, good lord, I cannot pull this thing. Oh. Woo! Ooh! Fancy. What is it? It is. The Poison Spider-Man. Why does the Spider-Man have poison? That doesn't seem very nice. It's a venomized Spider-Man, I think. It's a... Uh, I don't even know. What is Entertainment Earth exclusive? But thank you. Oh, wait. I should probably see if there's a letter in there. Hold on a second. Apparently, it's an exclusive to only the place that you know. Do you have any idea who sends it to you? No, and there's not, there's not even a return slip in there, which is kind of weird. History of life, sir. Uh, well, well, the return. Wow, this one. This came from Calabasas Gaming in Liverpool, New York. 
What? Hmm. I'm very confused. Well, thank you, whomever sent me this from New York. I will put it on my shelf after the show because I I don't I can never remember how long my uh, my headphone wire is. And they don't tell you who sent it, just where it came from. That's all you know. Yeah, there's no slip in there. I wonder if they forgot to put the slip because I'm assuming that that's probably like um, like a dealer. Kind of funny, actually. But anyways, all right. Now back to the news. All right, so I hinted at this and I, and. Um, uh, we are going to talk about Xbox, and we're going to talk about Sony. I know. Surprise, surprise. Um, so, let us talk about the allegations that Xbox has been making about Sony as of late. Uh, basically, uh, this was, this was kind of discovered uh, as... as I think at this point we all know that Microsoft is in the process of of buying Activision Blizzard, and we talked about this last week over the fact that um, uh, Microsoft is kind of downplaying the importance of uh, Activision Blizzard's library and how none of their games are must-play games, and now. Um, Apparently, in one of their filings with uh, the the country of Brazil, there was a little blurb in there. A lot of it was redacted, but the blurb basically says that Microsoft believes that Sony is actively attempting to bribe or pay game developers to then refuse to allow their games to be added to the Xbox Game Pass. So what is there's just, isn't it just like another form of exclusives? Well, no, I mean you could still get it on Xbox, but you just it's not it, it's not eligible for the Game Pass, which of course is the monthly membership that allows you access to a library of games. Again, how's that any different than what both Nintendo and well, Sony and Microsoft have done for years with exclusive is the same exact concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, my mom, I mean, I'm not saying I like it. I don't like exclusives, but to me, it's no, I mean, we call it bribery, I guess, down in Brazil, but in here, it's just called a contract. No, 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 no. There's, it's, it's apparently like there's, there's no contractual stuff. It's, it's an, an incentive like from, from what's not redacted, it appears to be like under the table, uh, coercing um, to to even though their game is available and may be very popular on Xbox, Sony, Nintendo, PC, whatever, that Sony is sliding them a little extra cash, uh, uh, if if. Um, if I may, uh, Notre Dame style, which is underneath the plates of the country club. That that's how they got, that's how the boosters gave money to the Notre Dame football team, by the way. Um, uh, and, and Xbox is then saying that this directly correlates, um, this type of behavior is, it's in direct correlation of attempting to stifle the growth of Xbox in a global marketplace. Well, of course, Sony wants to stifle Xbox's growth in the global marketplace. They want to 
crush Xbox. I just, I just like at this point. I mean, just did, both of them just need to whip it out, measure it. I guess pee on each other or something. I don't know. Just get it over with. My God. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like, eh, am I surprised this is happening? Consoles no. are for girls. PC Master Race. Zealus agrees. That's what Sam says. Uh, well, you know, lately I have been in my PC Master Race. Actually, I've been playing my PS5 in a while because I've been back on a PC cake lately. Not going to lie. Now, speaking of PC uh, and consoles and Sony, uh, there's some interesting verbiage that uh, has been creeping up in um, some of the uh, games from that are Sony exclusives that are starting to be ported to the PC. Um, so Sony has seen success with their exclusive titles being ported to the PC and it appears that they will continue to port titles. But a very interesting update to their FAQ section pertaining to the ports has some gamers holding their breath. And the reason is that they say currently users don't need a PSN account to enjoy PlayStation Studio games on the PC. What a lot of people are saying, reading between the lines, and their attempt to read between the lines, is what that means is that in the future, you will not, even though you could get your uh, your PlayStation uh, Studio games through Steam or the Epic Store, you will also have to have a PSN uh, login to actually play the games. Now, some people are like, well, that's so that you can um, uh, you can sync up all of your uh, trophies between games, between platforms. Uh, and of course, there are other people going, this is just Sony's fun way of uh, data mining you because once you, you know, once you put your PlayStation, uh, your PSN ID in, then it's going through your Steam, and then go, okay, like we can follow your Steam purchase habits, blah, 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 all this crazy shit. So they're saying that Sony's basically trying to steal all of your, uh, you know, gaming habits and, and purchasing and, uh, uh, well, that's immediately where stuff. my mind went to. Huh? That's immediately where my mind yeah. went to was as soon as you mentioned them requiring people to log into the PSN account, it's like, well, yeah, because Sony, there's so much money and resources put into basically data mining each every individual and all of our gaming and spending and et cetera habits um, that, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Sony does that. Uh, obstinately, they'll say it's for security and to enhance your gaming experience and blah, 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 blah. But it's really because Sony wants to know what you're doing with their games. Um, this is what it comes down to. They want yep. all of that data. And they're not the first. I mean, a lot of the developers do that with you launch it through Steam, and then you have to go launch. Then after that is like an origin or mm -hmm. whatever the other launcher application is. It's pretty dang common. Um, so it's not exactly unprecedented, um, but it's still, I hate the dual launcher mechanism. Like I started playing Mass Effect Legendary series that I hate yep. with an undying passion, 
you have to launch the legendary launcher and then launch the game separately from that. Yep. Like, who in the ever-living F decided that that was a great idea to have one launcher that then, actually, you got three. You got Origin, which then launches Legendary, which then launches the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It makes me want to punch a bag of microphones. However, it's amazing what gamers will do in order to play their game. Unfortunately, we don't have a choice. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, it sucks because, I mean, you're right. Like, I have to go through these stupid hoops to do it. Like, like if we're just having to launch Origin, that I can understand. Like, I get, like, I don't like Origin, which is through Steam, but I, I understand they want to do it through their launcher. I can live with that. But that they decided in all their infinite wisdom to have a separate legendary launcher. Mm-hmm. Like, that baffles my mind as far as what is the net positive of that, basically. I, I, I don't know. Oh, it, uh, makes me ang- it's almost makes me as angry as driving the Mako. Almost. almost. Zeus loves that Mako. If he, if we could just make a Mako game, Zeus would be in heaven. I will come over there and punch you in the face. I'll punch you through your microphone. I'll yell okay. so loud that your microphone like reverberates up into your nostrils. No, don't do it. Ugh. Yeah, no, don't do it. Um, swing it back over to uh, a little bit of uh, Netflix news. I don't know if Zelius noticed this yet or not, but the new season for uh, the Dota anime just came out. Okay, I was actually really confused about that. Yep. I think part of the reason I was super confused... As I feel like every single streaming service's interface is just getting more and more dog shit terrible. And so I saw Dota, like I popped on Netflix. Mm-hmm. First thing I see is Dota. And that's my first time. I'm like, oh, is there a new season? Yep. But there's no other context. It's just like, watch Dota. And it's like, now it takes up like the 75% of your screen thing. Like when you first launch it. Yep. I'm like, I know it's a great anime, but... Is there a new season? Nope, there's no context. It's just, yes. watch Dota. There is. Thank you for informing me. You're more helpful than the bloody Netflix app. Same thing with Amazon Prime. Their new shitty-ass app. Where you're oh, I, I don't. I I loathe the... the oh. Just... I tried to find the quickest way to, to pick what I need off of Amazon Prime and then go. I, what I is it with companies thinking this whole, like, three-fourths autoplay screen where it shows like four useless clips oh my because oh, like no no because i do look i'm, I'm gonna be i'm gonna be totally honest with you i do like the fact that in netflix now it will start playing the episode okay, okay. um so you could just like you know if you're if you like click on it and it pulls up and then you know, it, it'll just start the episode for you, and then you can just keep, you know, hit play, and then it'll just, you know, minimize all the extra text and stuff. That's nice. But, um, but yes. It's the, awkward the, to me, though, because, like, I still see all the text over the episode. I'm like, wait, the episode's playing, but I haven't pressed play. This is weird to me. Anyways, the, the new Dota anime is out. Okay. 
Thank you um, for clarifying, yeah, sir. I don't remember how many episodes it is. I watched like a bunch of them. I am so confused. <laughs> <laughs> my problem is huh? I honestly get Dota and Dragon's Dogma mixed up in my mind because they're both like the archetypal, you know, fantasy anime. There's like some god shit going on. There's like, a dude who's dragon. got a dragon inside him. Yeah, like both of them are like the same damn anime to me as far as like that happened to me because when not dota then but when dragon's dogma season two came out i was like i was getting things that was mixed up with this like i don't know that i enjoyed both of them they're both good but like you could show me like one episode from the other and i probably couldn't tell you which episode which franchise it's actually from it depends on the episode. If and if you're watching the episode and there are boobies, it is Dragon Dogma. If there's no, if it's if it's not boobies, then it's probably Dota. That's fair. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's that's really the. Yes. So yeah. I will definitely be watching then Dota now yep. season two. Three. Is it? three. Oh, is it season three? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yes, watch that. And shit, there's something. Oh, but okay. So, and I am I alone in hating Stranger Things? Darla loves it, but not me. Annoying kids. Okay, so here's the thing. Stranger Things. When when I first started watching Stranger Things, it was like my fucking childhood, with with the exception of of not well hell there might be an upside down that i just mentally blocked out of my head um i I think that um i think because i've I've, i've read some stuff about the writers and their their way of evolving what happens in the the as the kids get older in stranger things the like, I guess the the inspirations are also getting older. Like, this past season, I mean, it screams Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's Nightmare on Elm Street. But that's because the kids are now in that, like, kind of like that age bracket of falling somewhere in that area. Um, I, I have been told, now, I binge-watched the first season and then didn't watch any of it. I, I didn't watch, no, no, I, okay, I binge-watched the first season, and then as soon as the second season came out, I binge-watched that, and then I, I stopped watching it. I just didn't have time to get into it, and then all of a sudden, I binge-watched three and four, like, back-to-back, because I was under the impression that that the, that the whole thing was over, which, of course, it isn't. There's still one more season, but my brain did not figure that out. Um there's definitely some good parts and there's some bad parts, but in, in all honesty, I think overall, I like it. Uh, it does take a little bit to get into. It's, it, it's the first a, three episodes are kind of slow going. The first, the, the, the setup episodes, you know, the first couple episodes, two, three, four episodes, you're kind of like, okay, but the Why problem is the first Harry Potter book. Dude, I, I like, you kind of got, you kind of got to get through it, and then things kind of pick up. That's kind of how I look at it. No, um, I well, I loved Harry Potter. I mean, I, I saw myself as Harry Potter. I, I my went. 
I when I got into Harry Potter, Harry Potter was in a bargain bin, okay? Because no one knew what the fuck it was. Um, now, speaking of the movies, that was, I mean, just the, the acting was, oh. um, but I, I think that I just, for Stranger Things, I related to some of those characters so much. I mean, they were playing Dungeons and Dragons in their fucking basement. I mean, that's what I did. And then basically I have to LARP against who they were fighting in D&D. Yes. I mean, that's that's what, what we did. I don't, I don't think it's the greatest show ever. No. Like, but, people are making Stranger Things out to be, like, the highlight of cinematography and, like, the best show ever to come out in TV history. I'll say it's good, but it's there's definitely been better. Um, I mean, it's solid, but it's not something where I would be like, you have to go watch this. There's other shows where I say you have to go watch them, but I don't know if Stranger Things is necessarily one of them per se. I think I think if you are in my group of friends growing up, as Zelius uh, uh, is, and um, let's see here, let me let me try to do. Um, Sam, you're showing your age. Zelius, <laughs> uh, and I'm just I'm going to keep going with uh, um, um, a Magmus. A Magmus. Uh, I would say Mithrin. God rest his soul. Um, but, you know, there's another one. But I can't remember what his name was. Um, but anyways, um, you know, the, the the people that I grew up with, or, or the hell, the people I went to school with, I, I graduated from Full Sail. Those guys who, um, who helped test my... Um, my homebrew system, those guys probably enjoy Stranger Things. I, I, it's not for everyone. It's not a, oh my God, everybody, come see it. But for that specific type of nerd, I, I think it resonates. So, yeah. yeah. Um, what even like, it's funny because like even like the squabbles between like the boys mm-hmm. were like, Oh yeah, I can relate to that. Where mm-hmm. it's like you want to kill each other like one minute, and then like two minutes later you're you know chugging back Mountain Dew or something together as friends. Yep. And like so, this like it just the way you see like their fights break out, you're like, oh, that's exactly how it happened. Yes. yes. So it's that's what I like about it. Like in that regard, like the characters are relatable, and like the stupid fights to get into, like they actually make sense to me like yeah i i can understand that jealousy and i mean also the the um i mean i you know just I, it's it's basically my childhood i mean it was the it's the early 80s um or mid 80s which is showing our age but that's us that was zelius myself mithrin and magmus and so many other people so um, so, okay. So I had this intro, I, I wanted, this is kind of a random side thing, but kind of not. Um, is that what we do here? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so I, I needed a new book last night. So I picked, so, um, I thought, okay. Talk about fucking interfaces. They want to drive you up the wall. Kindle unlimited is fucking bullshit because they will recommend books that you've already fucking read. 
Okay. The only way that I've been able to like discern if I've read the book or not is if I had previously purchased the fucking book. You don't remember like the titles of the books you've read? I do you know how many books I've read in the past like I don't know, six years? Okay, that's fair. Um so I like I was looking at these titles like, oh, you should read book three of this. I'm like, I this doesn't sound familiar at all. So like I looked I looked it up on Kindle Unlimited book one. It goes, You purchased this in twenty sixteen. I'm like, okay, well apparently I read the first book. So I was like, all right, how about the second book? You purchased this in twenty eighteen. I'm like, okay, well it's the third book it is. So I started reading the third book. I'm like, I have no idea who what any of this shit is. So my question for you to everybody, to uh, to the audience, um, is is there a series that when a new one comes out, you've got to go back, that you're willing to go back and maybe relearn it just in case? No. You'll just try to screw it and I'll, I'll figure it out as, a, as we go? So for the most part in book series... I'm one of those readers where like all the way to a series is out to basically get it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an exception now. So the author I've got into is young adult author, Sarah Moss. Mm-hmm. And she has a series called a court of something, 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 depending on which book it is. And there's like three or four books that have been released. I've read three of them. And now I'm basically like, screw it. I'm waiting for the next four to be released. And when those four come out, then I'll read like the next four in the series type of deal. Mm-hmm. I you don't said know Sarah really... Moss. Yeah, Sarah Moss. M A A S is her last name. M. Oh, okay. Double A S. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, oh! A court of uh, yes. of thorns and roses. Okay. Yes, it's a really good series. Uh, it's better than she has two big ones. It's better than her other one. Um. But like, she's really like I read the first three and they came out really good. But I know I'll honestly probably be waiting years for the next ones to come out. So the trick is because I've thought about this, right? It's like okay, to your point, I've read the first three books. Do I read each book as they come out with like a year between, and not run to your issue where now I read the next book and I'm trying to like like remember mm-hmm. what happened in the previous books because they're all interconnected. You know, every single book, I'm like struggling to be like, shit, what happened? Versus do I just say, screw it, I'm just waiting until the whole series is written. So I basically only kind of struggle once. Then once I've recaptured, I'm good to go. Right. Um, there was another series I did do that on. It was, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's about basically an assassin. And the first book came out and I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also a book when I read it. I'm like, yes, this is a book I will reread when the rest of the series is finished. Um, so I'll normally like know kind of when I read it. Like, yes, this is something I'll reread. Otherwise, I'll probably just wait. Um, yeah. Uh, Sam Grizzle says he rewatched Soprano made so much more sense the second time. I'm going to be totally honest with you. never seen The Sopranos. Um I know that there are two characters that were so satisfying to see die. And I heard that the ending, a lot of people have had, you know, some 
uh, really shitty responses to. Um, but that's just, I don't know. Mafia for, I guess mafia is kind of not, I don't, you know, you know, that, that, that type of like storyline never really interests me. There's, oh God, now you're making me think of an author. I can't remember his name now. Damn it. I'm gonna have to look him up. It's not Patrick Rothfuss, which is sad that he basically, I don't know. Has he given up? Like I've heard anything about his third book. I'm like, I think, I think he's, I think he got so burnt out that. Hold on, Patrick Rothfuss. Let me look him up. I'm pretty sure that he just. Um. What? I mean, They're saying that it's going to be released this year. What? Yeah. Now, okay. I'm not going to lie. That is probably a series I'll reread. Yes. Um, I do think, though, a large part of it, though, is what is the time gap between series, right? So, like, I mean, I read – I honestly don't know when I watched – or not watched – when I read um, The Name of the Wind. It's been years since The Name of the Wind. Yeah. But by the same token, when I read it, I'm like, holy shnikes. This oh, it's is amazing. What? It was amazing. Yeah, it's like literally one of the best. Not just, it's like the pros and storytelling are to me what set it apart from other books. Mm-hmm. And the tricky part is like, because obviously authors like Tolkien, that's what they're known for, right? Right. But like, then they spend 18 pages describing a tree. Frankly, I don't give a shit about. Oh, who's who's uh, Terry Rogers, Brooks? Yes, Terry Brooks. Same thing. <laughs> but I don't think prose was ever books' strength. To be fair, yeah. Um, that was more the world building that Brooks was supposed to be his strength. But that's what Rothfuss does so well is the prose and the storytelling without inundating you with useless details that you just don't care about. Um, so yes, if a third book actually comes out, the first. Well, the only other two books for that series and the novella, which I did not actually read. The, um, no- okay, the novella is written as if it was basically the inner voices of the really weird girl. Yeah. So it is. It doesn't. Don't don't think that it it builds really on to that story. Fair enough. Um, the the author I was thinking about that I will have to go back and probably read the first three books. Because the fourth one's not coming out until, well, in April of next year, is a, a Larry Correa, and his uh, the Saga of the Forgotten Warrior, which is phenomenal. Uh, the fourth book's coming out then, but also his his uh, previous uh, series, the Grimoire Chronicles, was really fucking cool too. So, um, but you know what? I may actually reread as my next series. What's that? The Belgariad. Ooh, David Eddings. Because you've read that one, right? Yeah, man. I've read the Belgariad. In uh, the Malarian. Malarian, I think that's right. That's the yeah. second half, yeah. And then, but I also, I mean, the reason why I even really got into David Eddings was, um, oh, what's the name of the book? <laughs> Damn it. Oh, fuck. Hold on. Not the Betrayal of Alphalus, was it? Yes, the Betrayal of Alphalus. That is a, I, that's. Oh my God, it's amazing. That is a, fu- it's a, it's kind of refreshing sometimes to actually read a standalone book where it's just because you and I were both 
very much, you know, serious fantasy books, which, you know, they can go on for God knows how long. But The Trail of Athelus, it's a fa- high fantasy from David Eddings. Yep. And is it, it's a co-author book, though, if I remember right, isn't it? Yeah, it's his by, with his wife. Yeah. It's a good book. It's hysterical, too. Yes. Like, and the thing is, it's like, I've tried reading a few other comedy books, and they're usually just not very good. Like, they try too hard to be funny, and it just kind of comes off corny. Yep. Um, is my experience. I've never really been a fan of fa- But, like, The Betrayal of Alphys, it's not a comedy book, but it has humor in it. It's not like he set out to be like, ha-ha, I'm going to write a humor book. But just the way the character acts, it just works perfectly. So... If, you ever look, if anyone's ever looking for like a standalone, I want a nice, easy beach read or whatever, go read The Betrayal of Alphalus. It's fantastic. There's um, the other one. Okay, so it's the Bulgaria, the Malarian, and then the Alinium. Wait, there's another part to that whole trilogy? Yep. No shit. What's it called? I didn't know the that. The Alinium? I think it's I think it's part of it. E-L-E-N-I-U-M. The oh. Redemption of Alphaeus. That's what it is. Not the betrayal, the redemption of oh, Alphaeus. Yeah, I was like, betrayal doesn't sound right. Yeah, David and Lee Eddings. Phenomenal book. Oh, I did not know there was potentially another part of the Bill Gary I heard. I'll have to look into that. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've reached the end of our show, unfortunately. Are you uh, sure about that? Yes. Okay. I do want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, I, I, we did have a fun time. Now, of course, remember that between now and the next show, uh, you can hit us up through any of our social media means, uh, and drop a topic, a question, whatever, and we will add it to the very next show. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, thank I you. Got for here. T- One quick interjection. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> just to show her age, I was just looking up the, uh, Bill Gary ad real quick. Just yep. like, what's going on with it? There is a mud, which if you don't know, if y'all don't know what that is, it's a multi-user dungeon we're basically going to dial into that was based off of the Belgariad and the Malarian. Nice. I just thought that was kind of funny. I'm nice. like, that dates us. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Celius, it's been a pleasure giving you to come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.